Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a Reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. And we do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go, can't continue to listen on your, online, then you can call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227 and listen via phone. Or, please, if you're driving about, be sure to use your Bluetooth. Do you sometimes wonder why you know something but you don't remember being taught it? Or perhaps you meet someone and there's an instant like or maybe a dislike that hits you and you don't really know why. Do you find that you are constantly running into the same type of obstacle? Or maybe you feel you're stuck and unable to move forward? Well, sometimes things occur because we brought them in from a previous life. And tonight, my guest, Michelle Brock, a spiritual development life coach and hypnotist who specializes in past life regression, intuitive development, and manifesting positive life changes, is here to give us a little insight on how our past lives affect our current life and more importantly, how to resolve those issues once and for all. Michelle is also a psychic medium who believes that all human beings are psychic. She has studied spirituality, shamanism, and energy medicine techniques from every place all over the world, so many different world traditions. She is the author of a blog on topics related to past lives, soulmates, and spirituality. Her approach is completely non-denominational. She believes that true spirituality is an individual journey, and her philosophy is that we can all become more spiritually aware by learning to remember our true nature, that we are all eternal, connected, and continually evolving. Michelle hosts a weekly show for Voice America Talk Radio Network called Your Past Will Open Your Future. She works closely with her clients as they explore their unique gifts as well as specific challenges and opportunities for growth. And she helps individuals discover the roots of their unresolved issues and unhealed wounds in order to transform them. Based on her own experiences, including discovering her past lives and the spiritual journey that resulted, she is an experienced guide and true mentor to her clients. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you being this evening? I'm great. Thank you so much for um, for having me. Well, I'm thrilled. Um, <laughs> I think this is a great topic. <laughs> it's a great yeah. topic because everybody, you know, wants to know why they're blocked and some people don't really realize that they could have brought it in from someplace else and, and yet there are other people who just take to that and believe it right away. I mean, I myself, as a child, when I first heard about reincarnation, it just made sense to me. You know, I I often wondered, well, you have people like Mozart, he's a child prodigy. If they didn't come in pre-programmed with the ability to do whatever it is that they do at that experience to level, you know, where did they learn it? They didn't learn it by the age of five. They must have brought it in from a previous life. And you know, geniuses as well. They brought the information with them, and conversely, we can bring in information that can hold us back and cause problems, even health problems and relationship issues and, and a whole men- bunch of other things. Is that anywhere near accurate? I mean, absolutely, and the fact that you kind of innately understood that as a child 
probably tells me that you brought that belief with you as well. From the past <laughs> there you go. I didn't think you know, of that. Isn't that I mean, we're fighting a lot in this culture. You know, we we really don't deal with topics like this or 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 concepts like this in this culture. Where in in many other traditions worldwide, you know, we talk about like, oh, a child will mention something about their past life, and their parent will be like, of course, you know, but not mm-hmm. in this country. So the fact that you kind of brought that with you but i'm sure it aids you in 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 the work that you do on your on your show which is having that innate understanding so yeah i probably brought that with me too you know i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know um yeah it is amazing because i think sometimes parents do shut down things because they figure it's the child's imagination because we lose our imagination as we go through life where you know, we're put into schools and we're taught that that's wrong and, and don't think that way and instead of yeah. being free-spirited, you know. So do you work with children at all? Um, I do not, no. Um, most children that I have spoken to, and, and I have children, and so I, 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 I'm around them a lot, they kind of naturally speak of these things. And it gets shut down when they pick up on the fact that their parents get scared. I mean, I think it's really fear that really limits, um, has in the past, I'm going to say limited, um, the openness of this belief system because it's really changing. It's really been kind of our generation and then certainly the generations under us that are kind of paving the way to, you know, allowing for different things such as past lives and reincarnation that haven't been typically accepted as a part of our culture as being, um, you know, a possibility. So, yeah. And, yeah, I think fear is probably the thing, but I bet not with your kids. It must be really cool for you to be able to see that in your children. I would be just, like, on top of them saying, yeah, tell me more. Do you do that? Well, you know, I, I've part of part of my working with my own children was a big part of my coming into this belief. And, and you know, my belief in past lives is based on what I have experienced directly. And, you know, I think that it's one thing to read something and it rings true. And it's, it's, it's another thing entirely to, to have direct experience with it. But when I was first introduced to this idea was from Dr. Brian Weiss, who you had on your show, um, I guess it was yes. about three months ago. And yes. I read in one of his books, you know, next time you're around a three-year-old, go and ask them if they remember before when they were big, that particular sentence. And I thought, well, I have a three-year-old. Let me go see what she said. And what she said blew my mind. You know, I mean, I think that at the time she was sitting and coloring, probably coloring like Cinderella or something, you know. And she put down her crown and she just looked at me like, I can't believe you're asking me this. Her eyes got wide. And what she said to me was so dark and so you know, I mean, she talked about a lot of people were dying and they were sick and she tried to give them medicine, but they were still dying and then she died too and it made her really sad. And I just thought, like, how could my, you know, sunny child who watches Dora the Explorer and, you know, colors Cinderella come up with something like this? But she almost seemed relieved to be able to to tell me that, you know. Um, so that really added a layer to my own exploration and then, of course, I had my own experiences after that as well. So, yeah, next time you're around I, a, a child under the age of five, ask them. You, you, their answer might surprise you. You know, I think and most I bet, kids are aware of this, yeah. I bet that fact that she told you that probably 
down the road is good for her, that she's not carrying that baggage with her, if you will. It sounds almost like she was around during the plague. Yeah, it, it did sound a lot like that, that she was, it was some kind of a devastating illness. Um, and, yeah, I mean, my, my, that was my daughter. My son also talks um, about his past lives a lot as well, and I, I think that if everything happens for a reason, they chose me to be their mother, you know, to, mm-hmm. to allow them to have this. They teach me things, um, you know, through their own awareness that does seem to supersede my own in, in, in certain ways. So, yeah, I, I think that I think we teach each other. Is the way it goes. I think but. we can learn a lot from kids. We should look at them more often. I mean, they Absolutely. they don't have any preconceived notions. You know, they just come in innocently and fa- they're fair. They're yes. fair. They're they're so much more fair. I think we have a lot to learn from them. That is and, interesting, though. But how did you actually come to do the work that you do? I mean, prior you know prior to actually uh, having your children, how did you get into this line of of work? Well, yeah, you know, I um. I got into this work through my own experience and I had had an experience where my sister actually who's one year younger than I am and we're, we're really close. She had a near death experience. Um, she had, a, it was a complication from an epidural after having her, her third child and a pocket of fluid traveled up her spinal column and into her brain and mm. it, caused what they call they called it a mini stroke which i don't know how you have a mini stroke i mean it, it was an episode mm-hmm. um but during this episode she spoke a language that she had never learned that we're aware of um and you know as a family we were kind of like you know we know that she wasn't possessed um she definitely wasn't speaking gibberish because it had an emotional quality to it like she was trying to relay something very important. She sounded very upset when she was saying it. And a few of the doctors that were present said that it sounded a little bit like Hebrew, but that the syntax and the word endings were a little bit different. So we think she might have been speaking Aramaic. Oh, wow. Similar to Spanish and Portuguese, kind of in the way that it might sound similar, but it has a syntactical um, difference. And... You know, my sister didn't pick it up at the language lab in Columbia University. You know, right. I mean, Aramaic is <laughs> where did she get this from? Um, and it was coincidentally or not, you know, like I said, I I, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. Um, it happened in Mount Sinai Hospital in Miami, which is the same hospital where Brian Weiss's patient, Catherine, had her experiences um, in yeah. Many Lives, Many Masters, his first book. So. Yeah. Her doctor gave us his book. I read it, and it was like a light went on, you know, in me. It, it lit something. Uh, it had it rang so true, but it resonated on such a very deep level to me. And I went to a workshop that he was giving, and I had an experience that's actually featured in um, – it's the story that he included in his most recent book, Miracles Happen, that came out in October – um, that was the first past life um, experience I had. And it was on stage in front of 500 people. And you guys had discussed um, that. Yes, we did. Because in your that... interview with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was my own experience. And I went home from that thinking how incredibly profound, you know, what an amazing shift that made in me. And what a healing experience and, and a and a sudden shift in my awareness. I no longer viewed life 
in the same way at all. In fact, the filter by which I viewed everything had just instantly changed. So I read everything I could get my hands on. I read all of his books, and then that led to, you know, reading a lot of um, works on life after death and soulmates and dreams and all of this stuff. And I went back and I did his professional training, Brian Weiss's professional training, that next summer. And I've been doing this ever since. So, um, you know, I've had my own experience that I can share with my clients. It's almost like a paying it forward is the way I view it. So Yes, yeah, and and it's it is fascinating work. And we did discuss we discussed your specific regression because when I read his book, that one hit me for some reason. And I read it and I wrote down, you know, this is the one I want to talk about on air, not thinking anything of it. And I had already spoken to you, and yeah. I didn't read who it was. And then five minutes before we went on air, I said, okay, let me flip back to that page. And I'm like, okay, which patient is this? And I'm like, Michelle Brock. Michelle Brock. <laughs> I thought, oh my god, she's going to be in my yeah. show, my show in January. Yeah. So I thought it was really strange because. What you get, that happened for a reason. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and it was wonderful. And actually, his daughter Amy emailed me the link to the show and said, you know, you might want to know. They were just talking about your story. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I think that it kind of comes full circle that, um, you know, the, just how these connections work. So I thought it was great. And, and I was glad to be able to contribute to such a beautiful book, and if I can just plug it for a second, if if if, Absolutely. if if any of your listeners haven't gotten it yet, it's called Miracles Happen, and it's a compilation of various stories of people who have had profound healing experiences from, you know, past life regression techniques, and it, what it serves as is just a, a, a minor cross section of how many people have been impacted, lives changed. Um, profound healing, physical healing. Um, it, it's really amazing. And this work is, is, is endlessly fascinating. The joke that I always make is that it is absolutely impossible for me to have a boring day at the office because mm-hmm. it, just, it can't happen. <laughs> you know, I never know what's going to come up and where we're going to go and, you know, not just the interesting history aspect of it because a lot of what people pull up is is fascinating in that way but to watch people have these amazing um realizations about the present life and then my thing is actually about creating the future you desire that's kind of my um specialty so removing any blocks or any part of your past that's keeping you from the future you would like to create um, so that's it, and, and, and it's a beautiful thing. I, I have um, eleven weddings under my belt now in six years. I have five babies. Um, Wait, what do you mean oh, eleven weddings? Oh, you mean uh, meaning yeah, not- people <laughs> who came to me and were single and wanting to meet their soulmate ah, and okay. saw someone in their past life and later met them and then married them. Um, like I said, I have the five babies, people who really wanted to have a child. Um, I had a few times people remember dying in a past life in childbirth. And then oh. once they remembered that, they were able to kind of remove that unconscious fear and then conceived after that. Um, so it's, it's very rewarding work for me to watch people, you know, bring things into their present and, and their future that, they desire that would bring them joy and happiness by removing the things from their past and their past lives that are holding them back from that. 
Yeah, that that would definitely be something a job where you would not have any boredom at all. And, yeah. and you know, I want I wanted to ask you when when a person is being regressed, they are fully aware of what they're saying, are they not? Yes. You know, that is actually why hypnosis is such a powerful technique for self-healing. Um, because unlike a dream, you know, where you ha- you might have a dream that's very profound, the second you wake, you start to lose it a little bit. Um, because you're too deep under. There there are many rungs of on the ladder of consciousness. So with hypnosis, you're just going deep enough to have the experience, but not too deep that you don't remember it and you're not aware of it. So that awareness, which comes from our conscious mind, which is the part of us that can process it and and integrate it, is still present. Um, So it's finding that kind of medium ground where you're still getting the subconscious or unconscious images and memories but yet you're kind of that part of you that's like, this is really weird. <laughs> Did uh-huh. I really do this in the past? Like that part never goes away. But that's why it's such a, a, a wonderful tool. And and do would anybody ever divulge something that they would not divulge if they were not in the midst of a regression? You know, hypnosis, there's no mind control involved with hypnosis. Um, that That's a total myth. And I've I've had plenty of funny stories. <laughs> One time I was <laughs> sitting on a plane next to a man and, and he and I were having a conversation and I get kind of lively and, and talk with my hands a lot. And he finally asked me to put my hands down because he didn't <laughs> want me to hypnotize him. <laughs> oh, Which I just thought was hilarious. I thought it was like he thinks I'm some kind of Jedi or something, you know, like <laughs> you will do my bidding. I mean, it doesn't work that way. But yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Like my kids would be in bed by eight and have their teeth brushed. You know, every night. Yeah. You would have them go the get the remote because you can't reach it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but you know, that part of you know. Okay, I guess, I'm not sure what this na- noise is. Maybe we're having. Oh. Maybe we're being joined by. So, no. Yeah. Half <laughs> well, I, I What I was going to say was that. Um, what makes me good at what I do for a living is that I'm the girl you would have lunch with and tell her everything anyway. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I really, it, 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 it just kind of comes in, 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 in that way. If you're uncomfortable around someone, very similar to, you know, if you're getting a massage from someone and they have mm-hmm. a little bit of like a creepy vibe or something, you still get the massage, but you can't quite get into it. I mean, I just I work really hard to make my clients comfortable, and then there's a trust thing that comes with hypnosis really working. And the way that I navigate that is by consistently being trustworthy. So I can't really talk about details from people's past lives, or you know, say like, oh, hey, T was this and this in a past life. Right. Um, there, there's a circle of trust that that I maintain. Um, and like I said, it, it, may, it might be a personality thing. I don't, I don't know. But you, you, with any kind of this work, you have to find someone that you connect with, um, whether you're with a therapist or, you know, clergy or any kind of spiritual teacher or spiritual work um, like this. I think that people have to use their own intuition, and, and there has to be a connection. So does yeah, that come I, I think- your Yes, yeah, sort of. I was just kind of wondering, like, let's say somebody comes in who um, 
well, like that, what was that woman in New York who was, she was like a, a, a madam, and she had all these people, all these politicians and stuff. If she came in for a, a regression and started listing names off to you, I mean, that would be freaky. She would not want, she wouldn't do that because she wouldn't do it in, in her daily life, correct? Well, correct. That's right. You, okay. I've had people have experiences that they saw something and they were aware that something was happening in their past life but they didn't want to tell me. That's fine. You don't have to. Oh, okay. you know, I'm asking them, I'm saying, tell me what you see. Tell me what's happening now. Um, what do you com- become aware of and what happens next? You don't, have to, you don't have to give me feedback in order to have the experience. Um, I often will get little glimpses of what people are seeing, um, but only what I need to best be a guide to that individual. It doesn't matter if you tell me what you're seeing or not. You're still going to get the understanding and then the emotional release and the um, energetic release from from the Mm. And I think it's really important. I mentioned this when Dr. Uh, Brian Weiss was on the show, so I I feel it's important to mention it again. Mm. It's so important to go to someone who is well-trained in past life regression, not go to someone who is not fully trained, because if something comes up that might, cause some kind of extreme emotional outburst or something taxing, the therapist needs to know how to handle it. And only those who are well-trained have that ability. And I know there are a lot of people who market themselves as a hypnotist, and they're capable of bringing a person through a past life regression, but I don't know that they're capable of handling what could potentially come up. And, you know, we see a lot of things online, you know, oh, have a past life regression come in for this. Those people aren't necessarily trained properly in order to do this and really help someone. And I think it's really, really important to put it out there. You need to get somebody who's an expert and not just someone who, you know, if you're going to go for fun, it's like going to, uh, you know, um, I don't know, somebody who puts up a shingle that says they're a psychic. Maybe they're not a psychic. Maybe they're charging you $25 and you go in and it's like it's just a fun thing. When you find somebody who who has the, the validation and the credibility, you know, yes, you're going to pay more, but that's because they're doing their job. And I right. think it's critical to put that out there because people will, you just don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure there are people who may start to cry or whatever and, and they, they get extremely emotional. And I don't know that everyone would know how to handle that. It's true. And, and, and I would say that it definitely comes with um, training experience. But I think the key when you're doing this kind of work with anyone, whether you're going to a psychic or, you know, passive regression, to find someone who is compassionate. You know, the mm-hmm. training is one thing, but you know, really when when you when you meet Brian Weiss and, and you and you work with him, you can see he's a man who deeply cares for you and your life path, your well being and your healing and that's his intention. And his ego is not in it at all. Yeah. I've never met a man who's got so little ego, who's so famous and renowned. He he literally he cares for you and you feel that. So I always tell people, use your intuition. Yes, you want the credentials, but some people can have a million letters after their name and they're still doing it from a place of, of ego. And, and yes. people know, people know, you know it's a feeling, it's a gut feeling and, and learning to trust your intuition and trust your gut I think is a big part of this process. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely someone who can handle it. But someone who has your well-being as their first and foremost priority, and who has 
been trained and experienced, of course, will be able to handle, you know, if you start crying, you know, or, or dealing or pulling up something really dark. But at the yeah. same time, you have to understand that um, when using hypnosis, you have to allow the person's own subconscious mind to pick it. For example, I can meet with a person and they can talk all about, you know, their horrible relationship with their mother, and I might think intellectually that what they need to pull up in their past life is something regarding, you know, this horrible relationship they have with their mother. I'm not in charge. I don't know what they need. Their inner wisdom, their higher self will pick it. So I don't guide as much as open a doorway and allow, you know, I, I believe all of it comes from spirit. A past life regression is a receptive experience. It's not like I'm achieving regressing someone. I'm opening a space and allowing a person to communicate with their own inner wisdom, their higher self. Their spirit guides are showing them things that will help empower them in their life today and create the future that they want. When you when you leave it open like that, it's always safe. A person is not ever going to pull up more than they can handle. Like, you know, the worst thing that's ever happened to them in the history of all humanity, unless it's something that they're prepared and ready to deal with. So I would I would emphasize on looking for someone who has that approach and, and also doesn't, you know, see it as some kind of achievement. I mean, a past life regression when I'm working with someone is not my achievement. It's, you know... How can I be of service to this person with the hope that they get what it is that they need and what they're looking for? Does that kind of now? Yeah, and now when you say you you open the door for them, okay, I'm presuming, and I don't know because I haven't done this with you, but I'm presuming that before the client leaves, you kind of close that door so it doesn't stay open. Well, no. What oh, I do, okay. You know, I I actually the only post-hypnotic suggestion I give to people, and, and, and I always make this joke because I say post-hypnotic suggestion, people associate like quacking like a duck next time they see me. Yes. <laughs> I really don't want you to do that, unless you want to. But, you know, the, <laughs> the only suggestion I make is that they'll remember everything that they experienced, and over the next few days, remember even more in their dreams, even in their awakened state that that more will will come to them because we want more pieces of the puzzle more of the story to come in into place and you know i like in my my favorite analogy is that you know with a passive regression we're going ice fishing right you know the mm-hmm. subconscious mind is a deep 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 lake and you know we're cutting a hole in the ice and we're pulling some things out and then we're leaving that hole open for the next few days I call this space with that hole open being in the flow. And some Mm -hmm. of my friends tease me. They're like, you know, there's no flaw in the flow. You know, we can get as cheesy as we want with that kind of stuff. But that's Mm -hmm. where the magic happens. That's where we have synchronicities occur and coincidences that aren't coincidences. And, you know, you magically run into someone you haven't seen in months and they say something to you that, sheds more insight into your experience. I've had people be in a bookstore and a book fall off the shelf into their hands. So no, I don't want to close that space. I want to keep it open and it open as long as we can. Eventually we shut it down ourselves. You know, we'll we'll witness somebody having an argument, some kind of negativity. Um we need to go to work and, and you know, 
work on a spreadsheet that involves billing or whatever we need to do, it'll get closed on its own, if that makes sense. You know, but as long as, as long as we can keep it open is great. You know, there's no concern for, you know, a lot of people talk about spiritual protection. You know, when you have this high intent for healing, um, for understanding, spiritual understanding, you know, the, the spiritual guidance you attract to you with that intent is of a higher vibration. So we don't really have to worry about any kind of safety issues with keeping that, that space open, if that makes sense. No, and I think it's great because you can learn more. And I would imagine that, as you said, your mind would only allow you to learn whatever you can handle and provide us with only whatever we need to learn at that time in our life. That's right. So you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be getting things that you can't handle even That's outside more, of the yeah. in your office with you. Yeah. And there's always more sense. to uncover. You know, you come in for a passive regression with me, you're going to get a little tiny piece. You know, if, if, if it's like a big steak, you know, I was a vegetarian for 15 years and I no longer am, so I use steak analogies. But, you know, you cut <laughs> off a piece of steak. Yeah, I'm in recovery. Um, you know, you cut off a piece of steak, you gotta, you got to chew it, you got to swallow it, you got to digest it, integrate it. You know, but there's always more to uncover. It's just that little piece that you can handle and take with you right now and and I don't know if the work of healing, understanding, growing, evolving, I don't know if it ever stops. I I, I oh. you know, I think it I it, would it, say it, no. Yeah. It's a constant like process. So yeah, yeah, we we do the best we can to, to just keep the process going and as long as we are moving forward in our evolution, we're we're doing we're doing the right thing. Growing. So yeah. We're talking with Michelle Brock, a spiritual development life coach and hypnotist who specializes in past life regression, intuitive development, and manifesting positive life changes. You can learn more about Michelle by visiting her website, www.michelle-brock.com. Uh, Michelle, I, I, you know, a couple of years ago I was out on an interview with Shirley MacLaine, and I believe that she said she had over 180 past life regressions. Of course, this is Shirley McLean, so why not, you know? Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah she had a whole I'm exhausted bunch just of them. thinking about that. That's a lot of work. <laughs> and she told us that she, let's see, she had uh, like allergies and coughing and stuff like that, a lot of issues like that. And then throughout these regressions, she found out that she was strangled in three lifetimes. Yeah. And I thought, wow, strangled in three lifetimes. But she said once she learned that, all of that stopped but i i imagine it was after the third life third time that she had the past life regression that said okay you've been strangled yet again you know and right. that's why all that cleared up on her how quickly generally speaking how quickly will what someone learns in a regression help them with let's say a health issue or with something in their life i you know instantaneously often um you know like you know, I I don't pretend to have all the answers to how this works, mm-hmm. but it's enough for me to understand how intricate, intricately connected the mind, the body, and the spirit really are, and how the things that have happened to us in bodily form, especially if we carry negative emotions about these events with us into the next life, they will manifest themselves energetically on our body. We'll carry them in our chakras and on our energy field and can manifest as disease or conditions. And I believe that any of these conditions, diseases, as hard as it would be to, to say to somebody who's 
suffering from, you know, something like chronic pain or, or a, a, you know, an illness, I believe that they show up in our lives to teach us something or, or make us aware of something. Um, so I had one man, this was a few years ago, he had broken his back, I think it was four times in the same spot, you know, on the spinal column, each bone has a, mm-hmm. has a number, and it was like between the same two um, every okay. time. And he was scheduled for another surgery, another painful surgery, and one time, you know, I mean, doing things that were kind of routine, like he said, one time he was on a step stool changing a light bulb, and he fell, and he broke his back in the spot. And I mean, he, mm. he wasn't like a real frail guy. He was a kind of a, a, a normal guy um, in his mid-40s. And it, so it was a mystery, and he, he came to me looking to kind of solve this mystery. He remembered being in a past life, being a little girl who had been trampled to death by horses, and her back was broken in that same spot. And then along with that were all these feelings of, like, abandonment and betrayal, and, and there was a whole story behind this this young girl's experience that once he pulled it up, it, it no longer belonged to him. And he actually got up off of the couch where I do my regressions and walked to the door. And then when he got to the door, realized he had left his cane. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. At which point he started crying and then I started crying. It was, it was beautiful. It was very, and, and he did leave with the cane. I was kind of like, do you want me to keep this? <laughs> but he, he did never ha- he never did have that, that last surgery. And as far as I know, last time I, I was in touch with him was about a year ago. He's been, um, you know, without a cane and, and hasn't broken his back since. Um, I also had another girl who, um, had what was called Hashimoto's. It's a thyroid condition yeah. that's chronic. Yes. That uh-huh. wasn't even physical. That was all emotional. That was a, had a story that corresponded to guilt, uh, regret, um, that had uh, regret for things that she hadn't spoken. And I, I don't know if you know a lot about the chakras, but the throat chakra uh-huh. um, it is about our, our expressing our truth. And um, you know, th- pulling up that past life, a past life story that corresponded to that unblocked what was in her chakra, and she, you know, ha- ha- hasn't been on her medication ever since. And actually, her doctor um, called me, and I had an interesting conversation with him um, because she he asked her what she did, and he and she told him. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, I mean, he's a really really nice guy, brilliant guy, um, and I just told him I, I didn't know what had happened either but um she healed herself you know through this process and i do believe that all of this healing is self-healing that's that's the, why this is such a, a profound technique it's it's not me healing i'm only holding space for the healing that's that's occurring these people are healing themselves so i mean it's a beautiful thing but it, it is it, it can be instantaneous like that so uh, yeah, I agree because I do the same. I mean, as an energy therapist, I'm also holding the space for people, and I tell them I don't heal or cure anybody. Nobody on the planet does. If they say they do, run the other way. That's because right. you heal yourself. Your body Absolutely. knows what to do. You just and I clear their chakras and I can feel the blocks in it. So it's very similar, except they're not talking. It's very quiet. But I like what you do because you can learn so much. You actually know. You actually right. know what what a person is doing. And for someone like me, you know, I would come in to you. 
for a regression, but I don't have a reason why. Does that happen frequently? I mean, or or maybe I don't think I have a reason why, but that's why I'm drawn to go. There must be something I need to know. Don't you think raw curiosity is, is, is the greatest yeah. reason to, to come? You know, yeah. I, I, that's how I entered into it. And obviously I have my laundry list of issues and things that needed to be healed. But I didn't have anything that was pressing like the man with the fourth back surgery. I kind of was like, you know, I'm, right. like, I'm normal, you know, like, you know, had my normal childhood kind of issues and stuff. But um, I would say probably 90% of my clients are what actually um, Brian Weiss calls the past life tourists. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> because he's a therapist. I mean, he's dealing with people that have extreme phobias, extreme, you know, emotional symptoms. I'm, I, I take all the tourists. I'll, I'll take them all, you know. And, and, and it is, mm-hmm. and for most people, it's just interesting, right? I mean, who, who was I? I? I grew up also kind of thinking reincarnation made a lot of sense to me. I never really studied it in depth, but I kind of, when I would, you know, be in college in my Eastern philosophy class, I'm like, that kind of, sure, that makes sense, but I had never personalized it. I never thought, like, well, what does that mean for me? Who am I? And and how would that be something I would apply, you know, to my own journey? Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. most people are just curious, rawly curious. And do they do they get something that will help them I don't want to heal. I mean, I am going to use that word because we all need healing in some form. But, for instance, you go in and you don't really know why you're there. You're just a tourist. And you're saying, okay, I'm a past life regression tourist. I don't really know why I'm here. But there's got to be a reason to go to someone to do this. You just don't necessarily know. Will Will it really help somewhere in their life? And maybe they won't even know that. You know, I think that the the unconscious mind, and and I'm also going to to credit people's um, spirit guides and spirit guidance yeah. um, for this as well. You're drawn to certain things for a reason, whether you consciously are aware of it or not. I mean, I had one client who found me because she found my business card in the in the, on the floor of a New York City taxi and picked it up and was <laughs> like, oh, this is something I've always wanted to do, which. When she told me that, I thought, well, somebody was really impressed with me. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think that our spirit guides kind of put these situations, um, you know, in front of us. I had another um, client who she's coming in next week. I met her five months ago um, at a restaurant out with friends, and I had given her my card, and then she found my card on her desk randomly, and then later – was going through a filing cabinet and saw my card in her filing cabinet <laughs> and then had a dream, and in the dream okay, someone was sign. saying, Michelle Brock, it's like, okay, call this girl. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And, and I, I'm not, I, I think that she's, that that's her spirit guide telling her there's something in her past life, whether she's aware of it or not, that wants to come out. We want to heal. So, you know, whether it's a book that you read that, makes you curious or a conversation you have with someone, I think that all of that is part of, of this journey. And we're, we're, you know, we're drawn to what we need and, and, you know, our unconscious mind is aligned with our spirit and our soul who, you know, knows our journey over many lifetimes and knows what we need to clear and what we need to challenge ourselves to work on. Yeah. And the reason why she was in the cab when, 
you know, your card fell out of the other person's pocket. They didn't just drop it. Right. <laughs> the that. person didn't, you know, the universe was like, well, here's the means. You've got the card. She's going to take yeah. the taxi next. I'll make sure she picks it up, and then she'll Absolutely. find it a couple of times. We're yeah, all messengers the to each other, right? <laughs> right, yeah. And then the yeah. universe takes over and says, how many times do I have to hit you? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So you you went through all of the training, and I'm sure throughout the training you had to have been regressed a number of times. Do you know how many times you've been regressed? I don't know how many times. I lost track after 42 past lives. And sometimes oh, I goodness. would do it. I know. You know, some. Sometimes I would get more details from a past life I had visited before, but I've tracked 42 of my past lives that I'm aware of on, on, on some level, some with more details than others. The ones that are most kind of in alignment with the current life I'm living, I've, I've remembered obviously more details about. But the story that I can tell that outlines kind of why this happened, um, happened to me, I, I worked with a client about two years ago, um, younger guy. Um, he's... Indian, so he comes from a tradition that, you know, past lives were kind of how he grew up, and he mm-hmm. came to me, um, younger guy, nice guy too, and during his regression, his guru appeared to him, and I had to later ask him if his guru was living or dead, and he was living, which is surprising because the guy was there, I mean, it was like he showed up, and he explained to him, you know, you're fine, you don't need to remember your past lives. Your karma is in balance. You're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. There's nothing you need to know. And he left happy and, and you know, and, and he, after he left, I was like, man, my guru didn't show up and tell me I was fine. My guru yeah, was right. like, you are completely messed up. You are on the wrong path. <laughs> this is how much work I needed to do, you know, and, and, and it started with I, I was in a marriage I needed to get out of even, too. You know, when I first remembered, and I mentioned my ex-husband actually in Miracles Happened kind of just briefly, within nine months after that regression, I was divorced. I was moving back to New York. We had the most amicable divorce anybody could ever conceive of because I was just, you know, it's fine. We don't need to be together, you know, and, and, and I needed to go through all of those steps and all of that healing and understanding. And if everything happens for a reason, they, they call it the, the path of the wounded healer. Have you heard this mm-hmm. term before? Yes. yes. I needed to kind of go through my own journey of healing in order to really be a valuable mentor to other people who are, are doing this work as well. So, you know, but trial by fire is how I went through it. So, you know, I mean, Sherlyn McLean's got me. I mean, a hundred. I, I I have a headache even thinking about how dizzying, you know, the 42 were for me, and how many, you know, because once you pull something up, you have to make the change in your life. You have to make the shift, and it has to um, become part of your present. Um, and 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 released. It's a lot of work. It's a, a passive regression is a brave undertaking. You know to really challenge yourself to to embrace parts of yourself that you aren't proud of, things that you're holding on to that you need to let go of. Which as humans, none of us like to do. We don't like change, right? I mean, we just right. want things to kind of stay the same. So a passive regression is like taking you know a, a snow globe and shaking it up, and then all the snow has to fall down and settle down again. So, um, yeah, that's the, like I said, the 42 past lives doesn't doesn't make me, you know, anything more than someone who is a very slow learner over many lifetimes. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> well, you know, we we all have our path, but you know, like I said, it's it's work. It's real work to do. So. Well, and when you say you know when somebody has a past life regression, they have to embrace what they've learned. Okay, I've had three, not with for the ARE, the Association for Research and Enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know, when I was having them that, you know, I was making this stuff up. And I didn't really get anything out of it except, okay, this is who I think I was, which mm-hmm. was, you know, I didn't really learn anything. But when people come to you and and they have to embrace what they learn, is that the catalyst that allows them to release anything they need to release so the issues will be re- resolved? Or what else do they need to do? Is there a process they go through after a regression to release? Well, yeah, I like to sit with my clients. I mean, one of the one of the biggest things that drives me crazy is when I meet someone who says, you know, I, I had a passive regression once. It was really weird. I don't know what it means. You know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. find out what it means. You know, <laughs> why, 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 you know, I mean, you just pull something up. It's like kind of like, you know, give it – Put, put the work in behind it. So I don't like my clients to leave. I always spend 15, 20, 30 minutes sometimes with them picking through it and discussing it and, and making suggestions for, you know, what I think, you know, at the end of the day, only the individual that had the regression can truly translate, you know, the experience and what, what it means. You know, I, I'm not them. I don't know their, their, their inner world or, or their journey. Um, but I challenge people to 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 really sit with it and and let it sink in. That's kind of my approach. Um, how can that experience, rather than just being this kind of like you know interesting historical, maybe even a little bit trippy experience, you know how can it inform your present and then transform the future you're creating? So that that's my approach. But that makes you know, sense too. Yeah. yeah. Well, otherwise, um, why do it? It's a lot of focus and it's a lot of it's a lot of work. And you know, my background. I mean, I I also am shamanically trained. I've had several teachers that are are um, shamans from different world traditions. And what ends up happening when you work with a shaman is that they journey to the spirit world on your behalf in order to to facilitate your healing. And it didn't take me long to figure out when I started reading about passive progression is that what this really is is something that shamanic traditions called call soul retrieval. Have you heard this before? I have heard of soul retrieval, yes. Yes, where the, the premise is that there's a, when we experience trauma and emotional pain, a piece of our soul becomes splintered off and left behind somewhere. And a shaman will journey to the spirit world to retrieve that piece of your soul, to return it to you. Um, so what I'm doing is instead of journeying on their behalf, I'm allowing people to journey on their own behalf and be empowered to the story. You know, a lot of times you go see a shaman or do Reiki where you might facilitate an amazing healing for someone, but they don't, they don't know what you did. You know, they don't That's know. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, the, the, what was in their second chakra was related to a, uh, you know, bleeding to death on a whaling vessel uh, as a young man far from home, you know, uh, they don't know that story. It doesn't matter with the story. But, you know, when you come do work with me, I want to give you the story. I, I want you to feel empowered to your own healing and understand where, where it came from. Um, all that matters at the end of the day is that the healing occurs. But I think that nowadays, 
you know, it's it's now 2013. I, I think that you know this is this is part of a new era of understanding, and 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 this kind of comes with it. So helping people, you know, learn what their story is in order to not be their story. You know, I don't really work with many clients who, after their passive regression, start telling people, "Oh, my name is so and so. Call me this. I was in ancient Egypt, or you know, or what." Um, Brian Weiss's client, who he calls Catherine, you know, I think her character was called Aranda or something like. It's not like she started telling everyone at the hospital to start calling her Aranda. You know, right. she understood. You know, that would be a different personality type, and 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 I don't work with those personality types. But yeah, you know, most people make that that leap. They don't. They understand that they're not their story. They're more than their story. And then when you don't have a story, you're not limited by your story. So. You know, my approach is very um, shamanic um, and, and, and using a lot of what indigenous people have been doing for many, many thousands of years in the healing arts. And, and you as well with the, your work with, with Reiki. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's it, it's, it is. It's also very, very fascinating. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it's not mainstream or accepted by mainstream medicine yet, but we certainly are getting there, and it's wonderful it's, to be on that. It's getting there, you edge. know, and, and mm-hmm. people like Brian Weiss have really, really paved a, a beautiful pathway for us. I mean, he, publishing Many Lives, Many Masters more than 30 years ago was a real act of bravery for him. I mean, he was he had a lot to lose uh, professionally. Oh, um, yeah. But he's really brought, because of who he is, he's so credible and he's so, um, you know, scholarly and 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 compassionate he's he's a wonderful person i can't say enough about him um but because of who he is he's created this legacy for people like me and all of the other thousands of people that he's trained doing this work and it's really opened up and and i think will become even more popular in the future i think it's really really growing worldwide Worldwide. Yeah, I think it's going to answer a lot of absolutely worldwide. We're probably the last country that's actually. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, isn't it? Is, it's enormously so popular in India, which is, mm-hmm. like I said, it's funny to me. I mean, they're like you know, karma, past lives. This is part of their their culture. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I've I've lived in in several parts of this country. You know, the Midwest, the South. Um, you know, you start talking about this kind of stuff, people kind of. <laughs> start wondering uh, what hospital you psych ward you escape from, from, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, but if you go to, you know, if you go to New Mexico or Arizona, they're like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, they, they right. Then, then you can go to, you know, these these vortexes, and you know, and and then you got it from aliens, though they'll they'll assume, right? No, I mean, just, yeah, there are a lot yeah. of kind of new age stereotypes, and and honestly, I I think that nowadays all of this spirituality, healing has become big business. It really has. Um, It's become very commercialized as well. So, you know, it it can be difficult to navigate, you know, what what is the real deal and and what's something, a package you're being sold. Um, But there's a beautiful thing with that as well. It's kind of like yoga coming coming to the U.S., you know, and and all this. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, there's a a good side and and a bad side. And with, with the Internet, you know, I... I'm able to post something on my Facebook page. I have, uh, you know, people who follow me on my Facebook page from from 23 countries worldwide, many mm-hmm. of which are Muslim countries. I have um, people who 
read my posts on past lives that are from Pakistan, from Morocco. Um, you know, who would have thought people in Pakistan are, are searching the Internet looking for information about past lives? This is not something that's part of their culture or even really, you know, accepted and years ago would have been censored from their Internet searches. So, you know, people want to know the truth, and, it, and it's really beginning to, to, to open up. So It's wonderful. It's great. There are, it's you know, beautiful. so many... Yeah, and we have, I mean, this show is global. There are people in Brussels right now. I don't know why they're up at, well, it's now 1 o'clock yeah. in the morning, but they're listening to this right. show. It's like, well, thank you, people from Brussels. <laughs> you know, I appreciate your support. <laughs> and people like you that do, do these shows, I mean, it's a real act of service to many people. I mean, we take information for granted in this country where you're giving people all over the world a chance to have information, you know, and, and then use that information to, to have their own meaningful experiences and, and kind of follow their own path and their own journey where they used to have to go to church or synagogue or, you know, wherever they worship to get these spiritual experiences. Now they've become more kind of a personal journey. And, and you know, the, the information has been the information dissemination from, like I said, shows like yours that have really helped open that up. So. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I can't, you know, this is a fascinating subject, and the time goes by very quickly, and we're almost at the top of the hour. So before we go, yeah. <laughs> because we're there, I would love it if you would tell our listeners how they may find out more about you and your work. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm on the web, like you said, at www.michelle, with two L's, dash Brock, B-R-O-C-K. I'm on Facebook um, under Past Life Michelle. And Twitter, under Michelle Brock. Um, I have several blogs. I have a YouTube channel, um, all under Michelle Brock. Um, I do several video podcasts um, as well. But, you know, if you, if you Google Michelle Brock, you will find me. And I would love to hear any emails, questions. Um, I'm always open to that. So. That's fabulous. I, I yeah. really appreciate, you know, you're taking the time to be here. Um, it, this was, I mean, it just went by too fast. We could have just kept talking for another <laughs> three hours, I'm sure. Please don't hang up. Bill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the outro, and then I'm going to put you back in the screening room. I want to talk to you for a couple of minutes, if you don't mind, if you have the time. Great. And thanks again Great. for having me so much. Thank you. Oh, you are quite welcome. So, listeners, you know, we need you to spread the word. If you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, share it with your friends. Send the link to the show so they can be made aware of everything that we're offering on this show. Every single one of my guests share their time freely. They give us a minimum of 60 minutes of their day to help all of us. And as you're all aware, they do it at no charge. You don't pay anything for the wisdom and knowledge that you receive here at Energy Awareness Radio. And you don't pay even for the podcast that's immediately available right after the show. So we have wonderful guests. Be sure to pass the word, make others aware, share with your friends and family so that they can grow and learn and make this world better for everyone, too. Um, let's see. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. for another great show. Go ahead and mark your calendar now so you remember to tune in next week. I believe next week's show is Awaken Soul to Soul. It's a movie, so we're going to be talking to the director and producer of that movie, Awaken Soul to Soul. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantum-wellness-center.com. You'll find an 
archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year. And there will be a concert on February 3rd in Sparta, New Jersey, for those of you in the tri-state area who would like to hear a Crystal Ball concert. Go on my website and check that out. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. Bye-bye. Michelle, I'm going to put you in the screening room in just a second. Okay. Okay. Let me find, here we go.
Thank you. 